Is that a little red stripe? It is, mate, yeah. Oh, mate, classy guy. Sounds like Audio Crisp. Welcome to the North End Podcast, where three Canadians and an Englishman talk about English soccer. Well, today it is just me and the Englishman, and we are still going to talk about English soccer. <laughs> you what sound level, a little disappointed by that, right? What, like, what, no, it's just me and this English guy. No, no, Jesus. it's more about what little there is left to talk about. That is kind of the thing. So, um, But it is uh, just the two of us today. How are you doing, Luke? I'm good. I am doing well. I'm uh, probably the same as everyone else. Cabin fever is kicking in. But, uh, yeah. and, and do you know what's funny? You know, that there's that age-old uh, adage and saying, isn't there, that you don't know what you had until it's gone. And it's it's scary how reliant people of our age, let's say, I don't know, let's say mid-20s to kind of like 45, something around there. We are so reliant on football and soccer to be around. Like yeah. my mental health is suffering. I, I literally have no idea what to do. Like Brett, yeah. Brett, has, Brett has gone through, I think, the full season review since early <laughs> 2000s. His poor wife, Aisha, is just like, oh, my God. Losing her Not shit. another one. Oh, God, she, she's naming all these players. She never heard. Yeah, Mustafa Hadji. Like, even I don't really remember Mustafa. Habib Bey. We started from Newcastle. She's like, she knows them. She's just naming off these people. She's like, I she's never wanted to know this. They're one of the most knowledgeable uh, Villa fans there's going to be out there. With all this. Oh, absolutely. She's going to might write a little book, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the other fellows who are normally with us are, uh, um, they're, they're, they're still locked up, but they, uh, are working on getting some things sorted out so we can give you guys a better product, which we'll, we we now have with at least Luke and I. So pretty pretty happy with that. Yeah, it yeah, sounds great. And uh, and also we've got some great content. So you know we don't do. don't leave us just yet. Yeah, Stick yeah. with us. We got some good stuff today, and then next week we've got a great segment you're really going to enjoy and we've got some great new ideas going forward so 100%. stick around make sure you're listening and sharing and all that good stuff and uh, and yeah all right uh, well let's, let's, get into it, I suppose. let's crack into um something that obviously is about villa and uh <sighs> jack Grealish, your uh <laughs> your savior is uh done some pretty silly things uh, over the weekend we can't <laughs> catch a break uh, it's like uh, you know what this this horrendous pandemic spreads the world and the football season might be cancelled and for the first time Villa fans go, all right, yeah, okay. we got a break. <laughs> that that, that might <laughs> You know, if Wesley's like goal scoring record looks a lot better because we know more games he plays the worst it gets. <laughs> so we're all we're all feeling pretty good about it. And then all of a sudden Jack does this. And if anyone hasn't Boy. seen it, shall I I'll just lay it out. I think so, yeah, I was just, I was gonna say, yeah, maybe just let people know what happened. Yeah, so God bless him. Uh, Jack uh, put out a video literally the night before this happened. And he was just, you know, adhering to the people, to his fans, everything like that. And just saying, listen, if you've got plans, cancel them. Stay inside. Keep, you know, keep the gatherings very small. Do your bit. Help the NHS, you know. And, and really, God bless him. Like, I think Jack in the last couple of years has really grown up from he's no longer the, just that young teenager. He, he matured and he showed, like, good leadership and all this stuff. And then, oh no. And then he didn't. Uh, and then he didn't. So, what happened the next morning? It was leaked. It was coming out over Twitter. There was a picture leaked of someone, a pedestrian, that had taken a picture of what looked like Jack Grealish uh, stood by a rather damaged looking Range Rover, white Range Rover, and was exchanging details. And then he moved, left the vehicle, and disappeared. So, everyone's kind of stuck going, well, 
what what's going on and and there was a lot of reports and you know we reached out and the fan club was was talking a lot and Brett was obviously getting a lot of questions and the thing that he kept saying was ah oh, you know this is a this is Susan said kind of story from you know from the office out the window and until it's reported well then all of a sudden the Guardian reports it yeah. and then you know the Times is picking up on it and they're tweeting about it and then all of a sudden well the BBC and once the BBC does it you know you you know yeah, fuck. Uh, Long story short, it seems like Jack, after telling people to stay inside, decided to leave his home and go to a friend's house for an all-night party. And and if if that couldn't be hard enough for a Villa fan, this is the best part. He went to Ross McCormick's house, apparently. Now, Ross McCormick was a big money signing for us in the championship. I think we paid about $8 million, and he was good at the time. Was this that last player, season or was it a while back? Uh, last season or the year before. I think it might have been two seasons before. But by by um, yeah, it was because it was Steve Bruce, and he he famously told him. This is how lazy and how crappy his attitude got. That I don't know what happened. He couldn't score all that stuff, and he famously rang Steve Bruce. And you don't fuck around with Steve Bruce. He'll he'll pull you out. <laughs> and he rang Steve Bruce and said, you know, oh Gaffer, I, you know, he's Scottish. Like, I kind of get to kind of get to training. He's like, my gate stuck. My my electronic gate at the house. So <laughs> Bruce got in his car. And drove to his house and took a picture. The, the gate is three foot tall. And this is this player was like, oh, I can't get out. The gate won't open. So Bruce was like. I was picturing because, like the gate for his car. No, no, like his actual, his house gates. And, and it, turns out it was like, it was like a moat. It was like a tiny little, that little thing. And Bruce, Bruce, Bruce apparently hopped over and banged it on his door. And he refused. And after that, like the whole thing just fell apart. And right, right. I think, so, but, so, I think, so him and Jackie Boy maintained their friendship, obviously. Like uh, apparently so. Like unbeknownst to, uh, to Villa fans, I think. But right. obviously, Ross McCormick messaged him and says, oh, I'm going to have a little rave at mine. Do you want to come around? And Jack goes, yeah, yeah, that seems like a great idea. Let's, let's do that. So off he goes, and then next thing, he's having pictures taken the mo- next morning. He's t- his Range Rover's gone into park vehicles, and everyone's going, well, what the hell? And apparently there's there's discussion, is it is a car? Da, 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 da. But it's 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 100% at this stage. Like, I don't think it's it's going to yeah. be any other. Jack was obviously, whether he was, I don't want to say. Well, have was, you his apology you know, yet? Oh, God. Yeah, so he put out. He <laughs> Sorry put out to no, 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 please do. I, I think it was, um, I think there was a little bit of legality in that apology because if you oh, 100%. listen to I'm it. Oh, 100%. I'm sure it was the club, like the club statement where we're like, hey guys, uh, or hey, hey you Jack, need, you, need to, you need to say something here. Like You need to say something, but you need to say careful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because he, you know, we, if he, he didn't want to um, kind of indict himself. And if he'd said, you know, I, I stupidly was drinking, you've admitted to drink driving, which he hasn't done. He hasn't even said he was driving the vehicle. He said he took the... Um, the invitation went around to friends. He shouldn't have done that. Da, 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 da. And he said, hopefully, you know, I can move on. And and he's tried to kind of like lay it out there. But I, I don't think, I, or I think he does know, but in the apology, it doesn't come across that he understands the, the, the trouble that he will be in. Apparently, I can't, I need to confirm it, but apparently the club has given him a £100,000 fine already. Oh, wow. Yeah. Massive, massive fine. And you know what? You're now into bigger pictures of, if the police get him, you know, which they are, well, they're talking to him. Get, get arrested for D and D, and then yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think he'd be done for D and D because because he wasn't tested. Oh, on on like, site. You can't prove uh, right. drunk, drunk, or disorderly unless you're or drink driving unless you've physically taken a test 
then mm-hmm. and there. So, um, so I think he'll probably scrape away. But he, you know, he he caused damage to part vehicles, three part vehicles. He wrecked the car. Like it, it doesn't look good. And I'm sure there'll be some form of charge brought against him. And the worry now is, you know, will the FA maybe throw a charge his way? Um, when the season kicks in, is are we going to find that Grealish has got a three game ban? Three game ban, yeah, know. yeah. I have a question for you yeah. about this because I, I, it's yeah. what, obviously something you, you you've probably thought about. Um, how does this affect not only his Villa career but his potential England career? You know, obviously the we have the Euros have been postponed until next year, but he was yeah. we talked about this on the pod on a number of times about him. Um, you know, progressing the way he's progressing, he has to be in the England side. Uh, and you're, you're kind of thinking like this, this kid's gonna, gonna, it's gonna go, go to the next level and, and, and be that guy. And he's gonna go to a top six side probably in the league. Um, you know, unfortunately he's gonna leave Villa. That sucks for you guys. But, you know, the, the ambition wise, it looks like it, for, for his career, it's gonna be good. How much does this affect him? How much does it affect his career? Do you think that that's all gonna be gone now or can he get, can he, uh, get past it? It's it's going to be a difficult one because I still don't believe this will be a huge impact, especially with the postponement of the Euros. You know, I think that will work in his favour. Um, I think he'll he'll probably have time to you know to to do some charitable events to show that he's squeaky clean, that he's that he's making you know uh, making improvements, and he's he's trying to be more of a consummate professional. So I think the time probably works on his side. Well, arguably, affect- arguably, sorry to interrupt, but arguably maybe it's the best time for it to happen because of all mm. there's so no, much no. going on and it could have, it could be forgotten easily in some capacity. You just, it just, I think <laughs> the only thing boy. to take away from is if a 32 year old Scottish guy who couldn't jump over a three foot fence says, "Do you want to come around and get shit faced?" The only answer is no. It's oh, a yeah. categoric no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and the fact, and that's that's for normal life. That's not while you're meant to be. Yeah, that's not even when you're like. There's just a general no. That is just good general knowledge. You know? yeah. Don't wow. go drinking with the Scottish and then expect to drive the next day. It's it's just one of those. But he, I think he's messed up. I I hope that we can avoid a ban of any kind because we've seen how integral Jack is to that to that Villa team. Without him, you know, we 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 really offer very little. And um, you know, John McGinn coming back will be great. But for us to have a chance of survival, which you know, with a full squad. We're as, as good as yeah, the team's down there. So we, good enough side there that yeah. you shouldn't be in that position, arguably. No, um, no. Uh, one more question. So in regards yeah. to him potentially going to another club, um, you know, man, you are looking at him. I think there's, I think obviously Spurs are still have been in for him for a while. Does, does this affect them going for him as well? If like this, like negate uh, potential for the transfer fees and transfers in general to be all messed up. If that was not, you know, part of the problem. Just does does this act that he's performed, this thing that's happened, do those teams like United and Spurs kind of look at him and go, you know what, maybe he's not the player for our club? Despite well, how good he is? I would pass that back to you as a question. As if I said to you, hey, you know, this guy's messing around and you've got to make a decision alongside you, alongside Brian, uh, Daniel Levy and stuff like that. I sat there looking at him. Are you not realistically considering the money and and where football is and soccer is as as a as a world entertainment and stuff? Are you not going? God, he offers too much to say no. You know, yeah, I mean, you could hook up with, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I do, I do think that that's probably true. I do. I, it's funny because I was, I forget what I was watching, and I think it might have been a ninety min thing that they they've been doing, um, and they were talking about that, and they were talking about sort of the, and it was more United than it was about Spurs because uh, it's a bit of a different 
situation with the with the clubs and sort of their clout and what their uh, per- perception is uh, in the market. Um, but you know, being from Man United is like there's this standard that's there, and he doesn't meet the standard now because of this, and so he'll never. Is play there a standard where well, I mean, Gigs was shagging every family member? No, oh, I know. I'm just saying that that's what they said, and I was kind of they like, said, yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's sort of it's that, quite you know, ironic, really, isn't it? It yeah. is. I mean, yeah, because imagine. Um, I, I imagine a much of what those guys did, especially in the '90s and early 2000s, uh, before it became, you know, so you know we could oh see everything was gone. It was absolute madness going on behind the scenes. I think so. if we heard, yeah, I think if we heard some of this stuff, and and you know, it would be funny if United pulled that card because I, I understand from a perspective, you know, to be a, a consummate professional is one thing, but you know, when when you sit there and continue to to adorn. Ryan gigs on your walls and and tell people about this great player for me and and you know I've I've had this conversation with many United fans and many just just football fans I don't think anyone should be talking to Ryan Giggs at all I think that ha- there is a degree of morality that has to exist in everything and what Ryan Giggs did is so deplorable and you know I I'm, I'm going to be honest if that was my brother and and that was what happened to my family. I think he might. I might bury him alive. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie, you know. And and I, and I hope I never get to that situation because I might have just, you know, put myself yeah. right in the crap there. But it, it, the level of, of it's pretty brutal, is, yeah. And that's oh, and, there's, and there's obviously the obvious thing that you're pointing out there is the hypocrisy in that as well, right? The the, the United way. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, we get it that there was an, an expectation of quality at, at the very least because United were very good for a very long time and they had a great manager and everything, but. Um, we all know that that much of what was going on, especially uh, before social media and before the, the the players themselves had so much responsibility about being in the public eye, um, mm. you know that before that was the case, that they were getting up to some shit. <laughs> you know, they were having a really, really really good time, and you know, I kind of miss those days. I would imagine the stories right oh, now would be, would be incredible if we if we were able to get some of it. You know, some social media about well, it. But yeah, I think they're so trained now; the- it not, doesn't exist like that anymore. Well, that's it. They're given media training from the from the the academy. Yeah. So it's yeah. but it's funny. We uh we've already started seeing the the uh, the rival fans pop up. We we had a little bit of a in and out with the Newcastle supporters club here in uh, here in Toronto. Oh, and nice. Colin, Colin's we had one or two. We're, uh, we're getting a little out of line, but um we we had to laugh. But do you know what? I I want to just mention while while I broached the the topic of Newcastle. Still owned by Mike Ashley, who turned around the other day and told his employees that they wouldn't be paid if they had to had to go off. And bigger than that, he doubled the price they reckon of most, and then at least fifty percent on all his health equipment in in his Sports Direct stores. So things like dumbbells and you know uh, yoga mats, stuff like that, because he knew this thing is going on, and people were just like, "You are just the worst human <laughs> being." And then he was trying to argue that. Oh, yeah, he's incredible. They should argue that Sports Direct was an essential need because, of course, you need to what? buy that new tracksuit during a global pandemic. It's, it's essential. Right? I've been wearing my I've been wearing my Spurs one since uh, for the last couple of days. It's a bit thinner, like my my Adidas one's too warm. So, yeah, no, I, I'm all I'm all, I like the Spurs <laughs> one actually. It's it's quite nice, but yeah, yeah it's uh it's been a it's been a mess, and it is really not what Villa needed right now. They needed to keep a clean head and obviously just just kind of wait and see where where this league is going. Yeah, ahead. I think. I think you guys um, will probably get away with this one. I think it'll, I think, I think it'll blow over enough because of the situation that it'll be sort of like, yeah, it's not, it's not really news anymore. And, um, and it, the, the season might be null and void as it is, and it, it won't have any effect on it and it'll be a fresh start. So I think you guys will be all right, but 
Um, what an idiot. <laughs> what are you doing? But, you know, I, I think we have to sometimes pinch and stuff ourselves and realize that I know I know it's dumb, but he is still, what, 24, 25? I actually can't remember. Yeah, he's 24, I think, Grealish. Yeah, 24, 25. Yeah. Like, I'm he's 30. Older, but he's older and enough I still to get blackout drunk. Yeah, yeah, but so am I. And I wake up and I'm like, where am I? You know, and oh, it's, yeah, yeah, and it's true. Maybe maybe that's more on me than than, than anyone. I know I get what you're saying, and it's fair. It's a fair show because uh, we are we human. make bad we are, decisions. We have, exactly. We have, yeah, we have to we have to consider the human aspect of it, um, especially in this situation. And maybe you know, again, it's not a good decision to do what he did, but we all we all know how he probably feels and how athletes feel and how people feel who are out of work or sitting at home, kind of their muscles getting tight, their body just going, I need to do something, I need to do something. And he, in that scenario, made a, a stupid decision to do that something that he really felt like he needed to do um, and, and did, and then, and then proceeded to crash his car, <laughs> which that's the escalation of it to me, which is stupid. If he went to his oh. friend's house and then he like got caught leaving his friend's house and, but was sober, it's bad and enough. Didn't, yeah. didn't smash the car, it's not an issue. He literally... Oh was clearly doing something more than what uh what is um you know, Take what, an we Uber. know what we know 100 say, say, say yeah, you go you to your driving? uncle's house or just yeah. go anywhere just do, do anything but like what well, oh. yeah. yeah anyways there's <laughs> anyway, nothing yeah. we can say is that yeah, it's just i love jack Grealish. i think he's really grown up as a player but yeah. it's just madness and it's, yeah. it's a moment of stupidity i've had tons in my life so as a young lad i say listen Get over it. Apologize, and, so, and and what more can he do? You know, he can yeah. apologize. That's all we can do is you. Like he hasn't killed anyone. Thank God, yeah. there was no one, yeah. no one hurt, no one injured. So yeah. could have been worse. Dumb, but take your punishment. I think he and he will. So fingers yeah. crossed. We'll uh, we'll we'll get a small slap on the wrist, and we should be okay. But we'll we'll <laughs> have to wait and see. But um, yeah. you know, now now that we're we're broaching things like United and, and individual uh, players. I'd like to, to read back unto you. Yeah, well, we got it. We got a, a Spurs guy on the pod and, and not ask him. Harry Kane. Harry Kane saying yeah. that he may see a future outside of Spurs, that he can't 100% commit at this stage to, to Spurs for, for forever. So that's and, okay, you know, so, a number of comments. But f- first, why don't we would yeah, talk, okay. talk about that? Yeah, let me uh, let me just start off the conversation by it's. I hate for hate to ruin the actual podcast because it's a non-story, but I will I will talk about how people are responding to it. This is something, firstly, that Harry Kane has said uh, I think once or twice before already. Like literally in in an interviews has said specifically this exact same thing. Um, he even says he even caveats just before he says it in the interview with Jamie Redknapp. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I, I'm an ambitious player. I want to play for a big club. I want to break records. I want to win trophies. If if Spurs aren't going in the direction that I want, would like them to go to, and it doesn't suit my ambition, I won't play for them, or I'll, I'll move on. I'll, I'll play for a team that that is going to do that. I completely agree with that. Now, I also think that there's a part of him here in this scenario is uh, probably calling out Levy, considering what we've what we, the issues we've had um, recently with some of the um, sort of you know. Not recently, I should say, since Levy's been around, skimping out on on uh, on buying the players that we need, and 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 the contracts, uh, you know, not being renewed when they need to be renewed, um, just sort of the, the Levy kind of like drag, 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 drag. The problems that he's created in the club for that. I think uh, I think Harry Kane's smart enough to know that he, in order to get. Um, to influence a, a team that he loves, he is the leader of this club. Despite you know not being the captain officially, he is the you know the, the man in front. Oh, he's of a talisman, him. isn't he? Talisman, and he's the best player on the side uh, by far. And he, um, you know, he he's also like you know he's Spurs in, inside and out. Having said that, I, I I do think, and he you know he says it, I, and I do think he'll, he'll probably leave now. 
again, I'm going to caveat that with the idea that if everything sort of was the same as it was um, before the the situation we're in now with with the pandemic, uh, that might change because contracts might change and the way clubs do business, sure. business might change. And he's he's got three years left on his contract, and I can see Levy with all the money he's got about to lose from nobody going into the stadium saying, "Sorry, Harry, you're gonna you're gonna have to play at your contract because we're this is where the situation. And if you love this club, you need to stay here and make sure the club stays alive because you're you're one of the reasons it's going to. Now I don't know that that's what will happen, but I do think that that will be part of it. Um, if things go back to normal. He, I can, he'll be gone. I, but I don't see him. Uh, to, but to is see- that potentially a benefit there for you? Like you know, I, like there's no denying how good Harry Kane is, and more importantly, there's no denying how big of a character he is, especially in, and, and the grit, like the grit and he showed to kind of get to that level. But you know, let's be honest, he's not going to leave for anything less than probably a hundred million, and that's that's a conservative amount, I'd say. Oh, I'd say you know, hundred million. Yeah. So, but let's just okay. Let's say 120 million. Let's no. Let's not go. Let's stick to 100 million. Just, just, just put it out because there's a sure. there's a lot of talk now as to are these transfers actually going to start coming down because you know people are really starting to kind of hone in on financial fair play and big owners now don't want to spend the money they were doing a couple of years ago. And yeah. so I maybe let's say yeah, exactly. So so let's say it's leveled out in 100 million, like. Is there, is there maybe a side of it they go, you know what, we, we wish him the best. We say, hey, thanks so much. And with Mourinho, we give Mourinho 100 million and say, right, off you go, bring in a great striker. You know, and, yeah. you know, you've, you've got some great, um, great strikers. Like that. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of players Immob- available. Immobile, you know, Immobile. Um, yep. Uh, yep. Loads, loads of cracking, cracking strikers out there. So I, I don't know, like as a, as a Spurs fan, how would you feel if you heard that? Would you, you know, 100 million's coming in? How are you feeling? Would, are, you, are you like we have to keep him, or are you thinking? Mm. I think we have to keep him if if he wants to stay. Um, and I think that the, when it comes down to these scenarios where players they want um, they have ambition and they want to go somewhere else, you you have to let them go. It's heartbreaking, and it would be heartbreaking to lose Kane because he's been such a wonderful player for us, and obviously coming through the academy and all the all the other good stuff. Um, yeah. But as a as a fan of the club, what's the best thing for the club? If you got a player who who wants away. It's never good for the club. It means that you've got, especially yeah. if it's your best player, um, the longer he's in the side and and there's still and you're not performing and or he's not performing or whatever the issues might be, um, the more detrimental it's going to be to the club in the long term. So you have to you have to make a really difficult decision there. It would suck. It'd be heartbreaking. I know that every Spurs fan would be like, "That's the worst thing we've ever had to do is get rid of uh, Harry Kane." Um, but having said that, like you said, it gives you an opportunity to bring in players. Um, uh, that, that Mourinho can, can, you know, mold into what he wants to do. Although Harry Kane is kind of the ideal striker for him as it is, but um, it would it would suck. It would it would be like the worst thing that to happen to Spurs. I think so let's, in a while. Let's do a, a seesaw on that though. So sure. for seesaw, one side being zero to a hundred, and your how much we need to keep him, and the other side being the transfer. So let's say it's ninety million. Where's where's this sat at? Hundred percent. You've got to keep him. Zero percent being let him go immediately. I know. If we sell him for ninety million, yeah. Let's say ninety million. Oh, you gotta like, keep- would you? You so you what you're saying? Seventy percent. Yeah, eighty percent. I think, like I said, I think you have to keep him no matter what, except if he wants to go. And I think that's 150 where. Hundred fifty million. <laughs> yeah, million? Well, I think- well, this is. 
No, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's like, how do, at what point do you make the decision that, okay, we have to let, we have to let him go for that amount of money because what you can do for a rebuild, which is clearly where we're at. We have, we have a bunch of positions that need to be filled in and need to be fixed. Um, and you, you get 150 million in or to 200 million in you, it, what you can do with that in the today's market. Um, be, I do because I do think that market is, as you said a minute ago, is going to be a market where, the $60 million player is going to be $20 million or $25 million. Like It's going to go down considerably because the clubs have lost a shit ton of money and don't have it to spend. Um, and I, so arguably, Kane's never going to go for $150. He'll probably, like you said initially, probably the max he'll go for is 100 But there's only a couple of teams that can afford that. Um, you know, the Uniteds and, and Real Madrid's of the world. Uh, we, we see what's happened at Barca with... Uh, with uh, their their play their players taking a, a wage decrease uh, to in order to for the club to survive, um, PSG maybe, but I don't see him going to France. So there's the yeah. only two. It's, only that's, two a, that's a step backwards for sure. And the, and maybe Man City, but I don't think he would go. To, I don't think he, I don't see him wanting to go up north. But maybe if the money's right, you know, you never know. Um, I think if he's going to go anywhere, it's Real Madrid. I that's that's where for sure I, I would see him. That's what they need. Benzema, I think, like, is is like, like thirty four, thirty five. Yeah, it's it suits. It suits Real Madrid and where they're at, and it suits his ambition, and it's good for Spurs because it means he doesn't play in the league that we play in, and we can still watch him and enjoy him without everybody losing their fucking shit because <laughs> that's what's going to happen if Harry Kane leaves. <laughs> it's it's true, and and it's, it's going to be a, a difficult time. I think Spurs Spurs are in a weird situation right now. And like, weird I, right I, now. I, I've really enjoyed Spurs the last couple of years. I think... There's been some great, like Villa Spurs have had some fantastic games in the last 10 years. We, When I was at university, uh, one of the first games we watched together with the lads that I, I moved into my halls of residence with was, uh, I think it was the 4-4 game. And we oh, had yeah. Martin Lawson on the score sheet, um, uh, like some, oh, like a couple of defenders. It was it was such an incredible game. And it was a Tuesday night game. And uh, the bar we were at were doing uh, five pound bottles of wine. So you can imagine a bunch of 18-year-olds who've all found out they support the same team and then two Spurs lads getting absolutely slaughtered. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It's, all the terms it, coming out for that one. Yeah, it's good to mention that. Uh, I was, I was, I forget what I was, either watching a video about it or read an article about it, but I think it was a video. So a game against Villa, um, Harry Kane's f- came off the bench, scored, I think it was three seasons ago, 2015-16, I think. Um, Harry Kane came off the bench. Uh, Pochettino was, there was Pochettino out, like was kind of going through the, it was his first season with the club. Uh, and it was like, get him out. He's not, he's not managing the team. We were like up and down. We were kind of not, we were not where, where we ended up by any means. He brings on Harry Kane uh, in the last uh, 15, 20 minutes. And it was 1-1 at the time. And uh, yeah. we get a free kick, like I think it was probably in the 90th minute around, 89th, 90th minute. And Harry Kane takes a free kick. It's a de- pure deflection. It wasn't even a good free kick. It just went off of one of your defenders and floated <laughs> in the top corner. And that from that point on, uh, we, we just started winning, like regularly winning. And the team just boom, 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 progressed. And that was, that, that was Pochettino's, that was, that was um, his uh, doing. And it, and it was Harry Kane that did it. So it was just this massive moment. I'm so between. glad that we could help. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, thanks, Bella. No, I just, yeah, I, I just, thought, really I just thought that was interesting because you're talking about the, the many different things we've we've seen uh, between those clubs, and that was a for me as a Spurs fan and watching that happen, and then what happened after that because it literally was the launching pad for both Harry Kane, which he then became prolific after that, and 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 Pochettino getting understanding what he had in his side and how to build the team around Harry Kane, and that's what he did, yeah. and we ended up ended up you know in the Champions League last season in the final. I mean, obviously there was some other problems in the team and, and it, we're seeing that now but um it peaked and it was uh and it was thanks thanks for a lot thanks for that that moment 
we, we have that with a lot of teams and it just drives <laughs> fucking goes sends me insane it's like why, why are we the, why are we this catalyst for so many teams around us it's absolutely shocking but uh, it, 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 it's brilliant i love it it's it's an interesting <laughs> point but you know expanding a little bit more on on kane he also said something very interesting and i think we, we have to talk yep. about kind of the sure. current situation we find ourselves in and i think kane is has kind of echoed and, and voiced the opinions of that's being shared by a lot of ex-pros and a lot of um, analysts and stuff like that. That, and even even uh, I think UEFA themselves are, are really backing. And Kane has come out and said, you know, if we can't get this season started by June, we have to scrap it. And you know, of course, Harry Kane has no no say in, in whether that happens. But the players themselves, you know, they they know and they're they're, they're connected. And it's an interesting point. So you know, let's let's talk about that. where are we right now in regards to in. To, to the game like we know we're not going to see anything before yeah, april's gone we know april's gone like when realistically what are our options right now how, how it's such how, a difficult situation to, to to consider because i think the fa and i think uh, uefa they're they're struggling with trying to figure out how to finish the current seasons that are that are currently happening and then and then where do they go to start the next ones like what what happens there how do they get how do they get there? I mean, how do you get you, you know, the next season doesn't start in, in September. There's no way, or even August, it's August usually it's mid August. It doesn't start in mid August. The, the, the social distancing that's happening right now will still be going on in August. It's going to go right through the summer. I think most experts are saying a minimum of three months from now, uh, maximum probably six to six to seven months. So if you're looking really? at that, yeah. Um, so, and, and I'm not saying that there won't be sort of, some people going back and like, depending yeah, on what sector you're in, there'll be, they'll slowly do that because they'll have to, um, in order, if the economy is just going to survive at all, it's the only way they're going to do it. Uh, but in order to do that, they'll have to, um, they'll have to limit certain, uh, certain things. One of those things being obviously concerts, live sporting events, um, you know, all of those types of things where there's large amounts of people gathered together. That's going to be a massive issue. I don't know when that's going to go away. Um, in order for this season, the next season to even start. So I just, I don't know. It's, I think it's got to be a null and void despite not wanting to do that. I think it's unfair to Liverpool, obviously the best side in the uh, in Europe, but in, in the Premier League this season by far. It's, it, I don't, there's no way they can, to play out the season. There's no way. You can't even do, you can't even do a, a, a behind closed doors because you inevitably, you put players at risk at that point. Uh, you put you put the people who are, are staff at the stadiums at risk, uh, the traveling people traveling uh, either on the tube or uh, in their cars or walking at risk. So you're you're completely negating going against what uh, is in place currently to avoid or to slow down this epidemic. So um, we're not we're not in a good scenario, and we're not looking at a, any something uh, happening anytime soon. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that about being unfair to Liverpool. There was a great uh, statistic I saw today. Um, so famously, if anyone doesn't know, the the lowest uh, total accumulated points in the Premier League by a team was Derby County in 2007 to 2008 season. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's great about it, at this stage of the season, they would have played 32 games and they were sat on 11 points. So imagine if at that time, imagine that was happening now and, and you went to them, oh yeah, null and void, they get to stay up. Imagine a team that bad being allowed to stay up. Well, that <laughs> now is the situation with Liverpool on the other end where they are so far ahead. And there's been, you know, there's been calls, even um, um, uh, Gudongan came out and said, uh, basically a Man City player came out and said, do you know oh, what, I, I think it, yep. 
Yeah, I think I think it would be I think it would be fair to, to give them the title, and it's and it's incredible that 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 is the point. But it's literally what they're saying. It's like I don't know. I I, I would love to hear somebody explain to me if the season that we know is currently running right now doesn't like if we get to June, which is essentially you know the season arguably ends like mid May. I think they play the FA Cup right the week after the last game of the season. Um, yeah. So that's like just before, like I think it's the third week in May. Um, that, that's not going to, we're not going to, that's only two months away. There's nothing. Yeah. There, there, I, we're I just, don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I get, think, sorry, go ahead. Maybe it's blind faith because, you know, I'm realizing just how little I have in my life to, to look forward to, you know, <laughs> not, no children, no, no loved ones, all, all those people that were screaming got, at me to make me North settle End down. Podcast, you got us. I do. I really do. And I, I God, please don't leave me. But, uh, <laughs> It's 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 true, and I don't know. I'm I'm holding out faith because I, it goes back to what Connie was saying. You know, when we meaning we're, we're so wrong that one week, but we were saying that that money side of it. You know, that that there's talk now. One thing that has been pitched and has government backing apparently is the talk of a basically a mini mini tournament similar to actually what Paul mentioned would you believe um so they do it over a six probably a five to six week or, or maybe a bit longer period mm-hmm. the tournament would be all run from the Midlands so that's around that's Birmingham Leicester those kind of areas which is fantastic because the Midlands gets so little recollection on a day-to-day level having grown up there I'm so excited to hear that and apparently Every game would be live uh, streamed, unlike it would all be. It's all, they, every game would be televised. So they, by the sounds of that, there would be still the the limitations on fans attending, but they would still allow. You know, at least you could watch the game through through the television. So right, that right. apparently has got the main backing from from you know the uh, the from FIFA and UEFA and all that kind of stuff. Because really, realistically, we have what how many games? Um, There's eight games left. I think, eight I games, think yeah. Eight, 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 eight to ten. Have nine. Yeah, yeah. There's games. I think some have even got ten. But yeah. um, so that's that's another thing that's been been kind of uh, put out there. And I don't know. Would would we want that? Would we enjoy a you know a, a mini tournament? I, I think that would be. Fantastic. I think it would be fun to watch on the telly, but it'd be weird to watch it with no fans in the stadium. Maybe they could find a way to shoot it so they just shoot it with drones and it's just above, you know. And so it you would. Could watch. That- that would be cool, but right? Imagine, it, imagine you don't see no fans. You just sort of see the game from above with the drones following the ball. And, that, would be, that would be quite fun. Yeah, probably I would like get, get, get the way into that even yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Amazon would love that for sure. There is that. There's that beautiful idea. And, you know, if anyone's listening, just please close your eyes and just imagine, you know, this this is, is taken under control. And here we are rolling into June. And all of a sudden, the beer gardens are open. And the sun is shining on a beautiful summer's oh, day, and all of a sudden, it. that lack, that lack of of something that's been missing from our our beer garden summers, the football <laughs> is back. So now back we have a full summer. beautiful summer. Maybe let's say the the best in in England in the last twenty twenty thirty years, and we have beer gardens galore, and we have on every TV we have live football. Just you know what? It, it's One just can a dream. beautiful thought. One, one, and you know, at times like this, we really need that dream. Yeah. But, uh, I, I think that's a good. I, that's a good point to end the podcast, probably uh, on on a on a on a happy note. Because uh, I think I think that is a happy note. And I, do you know, yeah. I, I just want to just because I can't get away from it. Going back yep. to the point I made about Derby, just if you didn't know this, this <laughs> sure. just to let you know how now Villa went down. You know, um, was it four years ago now, and we went down with shocking amount of points. But just how bad this was. Uh, the three teams that went down in that year were Reading in eighteenth. 
Birmingham City in 19th and Derby in 20th. 38 games played. Uh, Reading had 36 points. Birmingham had 35 points. Derby County, 11. In 38 games, 11 points, one win. That is so bad. And everything else was a freaking loss, maybe like three ties or four ties. That's crazy. It was. It's, it's, it's shocking how bad it was. And, and I don't know 100%, but I'm almost certain Robbie Savage was part of that team. And I really hope he was because, yeah, what a, what a dick. It's, what it's a, a dick. Bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyways, you know, we have to we have to hope for the positivity. Yeah, he was. We do, Robbie we Savage, do. Savage captain that team, actually. Oh captain that team. The worst in Premier League history. So there you That's go. amazing. Uh, so, yeah, that- I think there is still hope, ladies and gentlemen. And there is still a lot of great potentials out there if uh, if anyone's looking for a bit of entertainment keep an eye on some of the fan clubs floating around toronto the aston villa fan club put on a a quiz this week an online quiz yeah, our very yeah. own andrew lucky was uh, was was doing it from a live stream he, he does the quiz at the i think it's the old fort york every no, tuesday no. which is he's streaming now as well and he does a fantastic job and there is talk of doing another one this sunday so if anyone's around get yourself over to the toronto supporters club aston villa sports club and, and find us and we'll, we'll keep you up to date but there's lots of great content out there netflix all that stuff we will be talking about this yeah, in the oh so near future because we just we need you we need you guys to know that there is great stuff out there we need to and we're, we need and to we're, talk. And we're still here we're still here, so we are. Well, for for the time being, I've not seen Connie in a yeah. while. And, yeah, it's and, uh, I, I know he's struggling, but uh, we'll check in on with him. All right. Well, thanks for listening, folks. We'll uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. 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 Bye.